0: Welcome to That Tattoo Show, hosted by me, Paul Talbot and Chris Harrison. Each month we sit down and discuss current tattoo topics, including how the internet, social media, and technology in general have changed the challenges facing the modern day tattooists in an informal, down to earth way that's aimed at artists of all levels and abilities. That tattoo show is made possible with the support of Electrum Supply. Head over to www.electrumsupply.com and pick up some industry leading tattoo products for your next tattoo. Welcome back to That Tattoo Show, your weekly dose of tattoo chat. That's still an intro we're working on, but it's a work in progress, that is. We're still trying not to introduce ourselves because it's become a habit over the last couple of years. For, for the Star Wars fans, out there, I <laughs> might just, just start and just go, hello there. Hello there. <laughs> this week, we're, we're talking about something that came up in a DM, actually, from uh, a client. Somebody was asking me a couple of questions about things, and uh, it's not a client, from a, a viewer. And they said, uh, I'm in my first year. They'd finished teaching themselves at home, managed to get a seat in a shop, and they're in their first year of tattooing. And, you know, they'd had some advice from the other artists in the shop and everything as the you know, the kind of junior artist. And they said, and they were questioning what they were being allowed to tattoo. So they said to me, you know, what do you think I should be allowed to tattoo in my first year of tattooing? And my, you know, I said to them, "Well, I've got a number of thoughts." And so, I thought this would be a good conversation for the show. So, I thought before I tell you what I told them and what I tell my apprentices in the first year of their tattooing once their apprenticeship is finished, I thought we'd find out what Chris thinks. What do you think, mate? Well, so he's, th- da- he's normally about here, yeah, so, he, but he's, he's down he here because he have got a his fucking phone. Earphones.
1: Yeah. So, I think I think first and foremost. Um, If you're a junior artist in a studio, right, you should be doing whatever your mentors are telling you. You know, number, like, I I probably sound really fucking twatty saying this, but if you are, if you're working in a studio and you have mentors that are taking the time to teach you and help you progress, and then you go on to a YouTube channel like ours and you kind of ask us, advice you're undermining the people that are teaching you so i just want to get that out there first of all it's like you should always listen to the people that are teaching you because you're in their shop they have a certain standard and they 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 have a certain way things need doing and that's something i think the tattoo industry has lost a lot of in the past few years and that is respect when it comes to like apprentices and their mentors and stuff because you see them bitching
0: online. The other thing you've got to think about is you're sitting inside somebody's business and the work that you're doing is it's a reflected. reflection yeah. of them and their business. Not only that, but if if they've been good enough to give you a seat in a shop, uh, having done no real tattooing and they're going to help you in the first year, they will have thoughts based on what they've learned and the way they've got to process. So I, I do think that, you know, this advice is you know sort of uh, a general guideline but we would always defer to if you're working in a shop and somebody's been good enough to mentor you through your first couple of years of tattooing then you should listen to them first
1: yeah 100 percent. so like but what i would do like like uh, there's, there's two rules of thought for me like if i had say if somebody had been teaching themselves to the tattoo and they and the, and they were let's just say they ticked a load of boxes that um i thought yeah do you know what you, you can you can have a you can have a chance I would only let them do small tattoos. So I would just be like, I'd be like you're doing small tribals, small Chinese writings. Once I'm happy with the, the your line work, maybe maybe I'll let you do like old English style writing. To me, this is like back in the day, uh, but stuff that can be colored in solid black. Once I feel like your line work is up to a standard that you you would be okay to do things like Script, small script. Then I move on to small script. Um, oh, two seconds. So I just take. I got my sister's phone. me. can I take us a sec.
0: Yes, all right, Yeah, no problem. So while Chris is speaking to his sister, um, yeah, I mean, what Chris is basically saying with the the whole, um, you know, solid black things is that what, what what's really great about that is it gives you the option to practice your line work in a way that the line work isn't exposed in the final tattoo. So if you've got, a, you know, like a five-pointed star to tattoo, you can line it out. And there you go, Chris is back on the phone. I'm back in the room. And he's back in the room. Let me just finish my sentence. He manages to interrupt me even when he's not on the phone with me. Um, so what that means is once you've lined out the five-pointed star or the little bit of tribal or something like that, if you add a little wobble in the middle of the line, it doesn't matter because you're going to fill that shape solid black. So your, your line work is not what we call exposed. So you, at the point then that you line it out and you show it to your mentor and they go, oh, your line work's good, they'll yeah. make the decision to go, okay, you can now do designs that include exposed line work, you know. And, and, and everybody's different. We all learn at different speeds. So that might take you a little bit longer than someone else, but it doesn't matter. You learn at the speeds you learn at. And it gives you a safety net, basically, to go round this old English letter and you get a little little wobble. You don't have to freak out about it for the whole rest of the tattoo because you know, once you get your, your shader out or your, or your colour packer, you're gonna be able to like clean that up and, and feel it solid. Which is but what the- I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. Because ultimately, remember, when you go from practicing to doing it for real, the person that you're tattooing has got to wear that for the rest of their life. So they've got to have the nicest tattoo that's humanly possible. We do have a duty of care and a responsibility to our clients to make sure that they get the nicest tattoo possible. And
1: I got to see this right. From experience, don't fucking run before you can walk. No, absolutely not. Do the small stuff, get it right, yeah. and then and then move on. Now, the other thing that I was gonna say is like, and I, this is not something. This is something I was shown uh, by it when I first started. This was shown to me by another apprentice because they had to do it on themselves. But you guys was, if you had a couple of people that were willing to let you practice on, and it be at certain stages, like what he did. I thought this was fucking awesome he tattooed a load of chinese letters or kanji you know japanese kanji whatever he tattooed them on his leg right and then once he was once he'd done enough practice with all these smaller tattoos and his line work was okay his next step right was outlining cherry blossoms and wind bars on his leg or clouds or whatever waves whatever you decide so then once his line work is there and then from that point he was like i think he went from black work to color work right so it's so like to me he's like his mentor was like you know right your line work is good enough to do exposed lines so what we're going to do is we're going to get you to do cherry blossoms and waves so we've done cherry blossoms and waves i said right now what we're going to do is we're going to practice coloring So you're going to use the skills that you've done because if you can pack solid good color sorry solid black then you can put solid color in so he done the cherry blossoms where they were just like solid reds and pinks there's no color blending in it at this point it was just pure you know just getting the color in from that he went in to do shading and that's where he shaded all the clouds so it's like right you get your, your black you can you can pack solid black you can pack solid color now i'm going to show you how to do shading so he done the shading and then from there is that's where his mentor then gone went now you can apply some of the things that you know about shading and some of the things you know about color packing for color blending so that's what he showed him to do because like there's some people out there that do different types of color blending um yeah and, but that was the way that there's he showed
0: him of, We'll go into this at some point, because there's a couple of schools of thought on oh, how you yeah. can do that, you know. There's and there's multiple ways you can do it, and they all work pretty well. It just depends which one suits you. We'll 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 break that down at some point in the yeah,
1: future. But, but but what I liked about what I liked about that was he he had a few pieces on the go throughout his apprenticeship that started off as small pieces and become larger pieces. Uh, but they go. As, as he goes and as he is or was uh, like you know his ability was at that point yeah. so instead of like just being like I've been talking for fucking six months I'm gonna outline a load of Chinese writing or kanji I'm gonna fucking outline all the cherry blossoms and all the waves in the first sitting and potentially fuck it all up it's yeah. take your time and yeah. this is one thing we discussed earlier there's gonna be like a little bit of a vlog coming out soon going
0: was it, don't run before you can walk? i tell you what I think is nice about that, um, about that approach is that at ev- that's really thoughtful f- by the mentor to the apprentice because what it does is it allows you to... To build your confidence in your tattooing with very little risk each time, doesn't it? You know, so yeah. and I think that's an important part of it. Is that you know, you you can't do a tattoo if you don't believe you can do it. You know, so you do need to have some self-confidence, and that's really hard when you start doing it for real on skin because it's fucking terrifying at first. And um, and I think the, that that approach allows you to go, all right, well if I do really mess up the lines, this is all gonna be solid black anyway. And then by the time your line works good, then you know, it's like, I just put solid color in and then you learn shading, then you learn blending. I think it's, that's a really, a really nice idea though, is it works good. Another thing as well, and I think this
1: is a, the, I, I, I could be wrong, right? But this is what I was always told by the people that were my mentors when I first started when I was kind of like on the beginning of my tattoo journey and it was line everything with a three liner because if you can get mint nice clean crisp lines with a three liner as soon as you get over to sevens nines and, and stuff like that your line work's still going to be mint because I think I like got three a small those small liners those three liners will show up way more imperfections if you've got it too deep it'll blow out and look like an 11 round shader uh, <laughs> doing but if you can get nice crisp clean line work with a three round liner Then once you go to fives, sevens, nines, and and so on, that you're going to be sorted. Because the the thicker the liner, the less of the imperfections I feel like it shows. They're a bit more forgiving. But then earlier on in your tattoo career, you don't want to be relying on thicker needles
0: to kind of hide your shit line work. Yeah, it's very true. See, now what I do is, from a confidence point of view, what I do early on is that with uh, apprentices, their first few... Tattoos when they're really, really green and brand new to it, I actually have them line. I don't let them use liners to start with. I I have them use really small round shaders because round shaders absorb the wobbles a little bit more, and they it it gives them it gives them the, the the chance to build a little bit of confidence, and then we start introducing. Okay, look, you've been using. A three or a five round shader. Yeah. And but now we're gonna use a five liner. And they see the difference oh, in it. Is, it is a hell of a difference though. The shader isn't it's not cushioning the wobbles now at all. But because they've got a little bit of confidence with the machine and everything, and, and working on skin, because it's very different to practice skin, it, it allows them to go, Well I know I can do it, I've just got to work with this a little bit more and it is it's fucking terrifying but having heard what you said about you know getting them to do solid black shapes I think that's a really that's probably a better idea I think of like line it with a liner and then fill it and then you cover up your bad lines, but you know you know where your line work is at that point, don't you? So yeah, I think it's could that, be a that gives idea, you the op- op-
1: yeah that gives you the option to well, like, yeah, not the option, but that allows
0: you to practice that line work without the worry of fucking it up. Do you know the other thing that I have them do, and that i that all year one and sometimes year two tattooists as well. I I make them do tattoos, and by that I mean I wouldn't let a year one or year two tattooist take on a job that was a watercolour piece, or it's got to be realism, or it's got to be this, I say no, stick to the traditional form. I was about to say that. The thing about traditional tattoos that's brilliant for learning all forms of tattooing, it doesn't matter what kind of tattooist you want to be, the great thing about doing traditional tattoos is that they are designed solely to be tattoos. So th- that they're made to be that. So they all contain our three fundamental skills, Yeah. and they're they're a great place to start. To, I mean, some people never leave the traditional thing; they just fall in love with it and that. I mean, I, when I was, you know, teaching myself and, and learning, and, and that I, I still to this day I still love doing traditional tattoos. I just never get asked to do them. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, and, I, and actually, in all fairness, I'm probably not the best person to do them anyway. I'm better at doing what I do, but. But they're a really nice way to learn tattooing, and you can if you can knock out a really good traditional tattoo, you can pretty much do any other kind of tattoo because you've got all the fundamentals. Well, I suppose to say
1: that everything's in it. You know, with a traditional tattoo, you've got the you've got the line work with the different line weights, then you've got your 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 your, your black sections, then you've got your shading as well, and you've got your colour. So you've got the full, you know, the full shabang let's say.
0: yeah so stick to the stick to the fundamentals and stick to stick to traditional
1: I will say before you even attempt you know just doing like I say a traditional rose you still want to be smashing the fundamentals of like get your line work nailed
0: get your black work nailed oh absolutely yeah before you take on to anything complicated the other thing that I do first year for definite I tell everybody if the tattoo doesn't fit inside of the rim of a standard coffee cup you can't do it because I like to keep small. Keep everything nice and small. It's easy to cope with. You know, your concentration will definitely be okay for an hour at a time, couple of hours at a time. And this is the other thing is that, you know, you don't want to start running before you can walk with like full day sessions and, and all this sort of stuff, you need to build up your tolerance to having to concentrate for hour after hour after hour. And that doesn't come straight away. It is fucking knackering the first few tattoos that you do. You did two hours of tattooing and you're completely wiped out, you know. And that's another thing that you have to build up to is that level of concentration that's required. One thing I will say, and
1: and this is not something that we would have, had to have dealt with when we first started tattooing. But with with social media and the way and cancel culture and the way things are going now, if you are trying to do something that is way above your pay grade, then you are gonna face the repercussions of it. Like I seen a post uh, this morning where some, some girl went and got a tattoo done by an apprentice in, in a studio and she got a knife on her hand and there's a fucking piece of shit. Whoever owns that studio should not have let the apprentice do that tattoo. But what's happened now is that's gone viral and that could... Could hurt uh, the studio. Yeah, just to, to get the apprentice fired. You'd be like, you shouldn't have done that, you got to go. Yeah. You know, yeah. not even that, with, the, with all the new regulations that are coming in, consumers are getting more protection. Yep. So there is that. Side way, like, well, you've got to pay for, you know, if you did not let them know what your ability was, or if you'd done a title that was above your pay grade without informing them or giving them the right information for them to make the right, you no, know, the
0: right decision. We well, see what I do with with my guys, with all of them, because I've, I've taught both my kids, and it was exactly the same rule with both my kids, is that certainly for the first 12 months, they, when they're asked to do a tattoo they bring it to me to ask me if i'm ready if, if they're ready to do a tattoo am i ready to do this and i decide whether they can do it we're <laughs> just laughing right because that goes back to what i said at the very
1: beginning with whatever your mentor says listen yeah. to your mentor Listen to him.
0: don't listen to two people off youtube <laughs> i decide what um i decide what my apprentices are ready to do. And so for at least the first 12 months, they, they get asked to do a tattoo, they show it me, am I ready to do this? Where Where is it? You know, and if they say, oh, it's, a, it's on the knuckles, or it's on the back of the hand, I'm like, no, you're not ready yet, not, not for that. It's on the neck. You know, I'm like, no, 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 you're not ready for that yet. You need, you need to stick to the easy areas. I think lower leg, knee down is actually easier than the arms to start with I actually find it because you get the client to lie down you can get the you you know you can get the surface a little bit flatter actually the legs are a little bit easier they're not not steering are you as well so they're not making you fucking nervous and I think it's a bit better but yeah I mean it comes back to what Chris was saying is you know if you're in a shop and there's rules then whatever those rules are those are the rules of the shop that you're working in so you know, you have to obey those rules. And, and Chris is absolutely right. Like, just because we're saying that on air, this is what we're telling him what we do. You know, if that's not happening in your shop, don't you know? You don't want to be messaging us and going, "I think I'm being sold the wrong thing," and like, no, you're being sold the thing that that person believes in, and they're the person that gave you a chair. I didn't. You're not working in my shop. You know what I mean? So you need to respect them for that a little bit. You know? I probably sound like a right fucking twat, beer, right, but this is just this is my this is what I would do. He always sounds like a twat. When does he not sound like a
1: fucking if, twat? No, but no, this makes perfect sense, right? The way I look at it, right, is if I'm going to take on an apprentice, right? I I want him to follow my fucking, the way I tattoo... What the fuck is that, now? One eternity later. Right, oh, someone sent me a random message. Right, so what I'm saying is like, if I was in the position where I had an apprentice, right, and I found out my apprentice was messaging other people, right, that, uh, in different studios, asking them and questioning what I'm teaching them, they would not be my apprentice. I'd fucking let them go. If
0: I get a message from a studio going, one of your viewers has come in and said that you said this and they're, they're going to, you know, they want to do it differently, I'd be like, oh, well, give me their fucking number. I'll phone them and tell them to wind their neck in and listen to what they're being told. Because, you know, just because we've got a YouTube channel... There's a level of relaxing. trust, mate. We're not the people who own the studio you're working in. You know what I mean? you got to defer to them first, right? D- yeah, they You the, come this in trust- for a, advice, but this advice doesn't top... The person who's teaching you to tattoo, you've got to listen to them first. They're the people that are good enough to teach you. So you know, you've got you've got to respect that. You can learn from us, but at the same time, you know. And if you if you really feel strongly that they're not teaching you, right, then fucking leave, because you know it's not fair to that artist if you're going to keep questioning everything that they say. It's it's really fucking. Ask annoying, them. Ask
1: it. them why though. Because this is the, this is the thing, right? You might be messaging us or messaging Paul, or writing comments, or going in title groups saying like, oh my god, they know, not me do this, fucking... But like, you're not taking into consideration that you might not know what level you're at, so they would look at your work, you might think your work is fucking great, but then the people that are teaching you are like, ah, yeah man, you've got a fucking long way to go. And that's what you need to take into consideration. The problem is,
0: you don't know what you don't know, innit? Exactly. You just don't know what you don't know. Because you know? I think nobody knows what a shit tattoo is until they see a good tattoo. It is what it is, you know what I mean? So, with that, listen to the person that's teaching you. Um, If you're in a shop and all that, if you're teaching yourself at home, feel free to listen to us. Uh, But if you do get yourself in a shop and someone else starts teaching you, listen to them first, listen to us second. You know what I mean? Just because we've got a YouTube channel doesn't mean that we're the people teaching you. And you are, if you're working in a shop, that is someone else's business that that you might jeopardize. And so you've got to defer to them. They're in charge. There's a, you know, there is a good reason for that. You know, it's very difficult to teach people that keep questioning you every step of the way. So Fuckin, listen Ryan. to the mentor first. It's
1: all grips my shit. The fucking, the ones who go, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And it's like, you don't know because you've be only been talking for fucking five
0: minutes. If you knew. If you knew the answer to the question, why did you ask the question in the first place? You know what I mean? So it's one of them. Oh, yeah, you, you see that, them doing the wrong thing. Sorry, you see them, right? Sorry, doing welcome the... to the outro preamble. Yeah. We are getting to the end no I know but like, it's like you, you, get, you get
1: people right who do the yeah I know oh yeah I know that I know that yeah I know I know but then you're just looking at it going well
0: if you fucking know why are you doing it wrong if you know and you're doing it wrong are you doing it wrong on purpose just yeah. to annoy me <laughs> yeah I know so with that I hope you've enjoyed this conversation I hope we've given you a little bit of information if not I hope we've just been interested or funny to listen to while you've been drinking your coffee on a Sunday morning You're ready for it it's dinner time now isn't it? it's probably no. dinner time by the time we finish talking you know or is it ele- 11 it's like? time to stick chicken in the oven if yeah. you're not vegan <laughs> you know in which case if you're vegan stick the nut cutlet in the oven and uh, we'll see you next the, corn time. This has been that, the corn roast the corn roast like well, this has been that tattoo show don't forget to He's like, subscribe, comment, and all that sort of stuff, you know, because it does help little channels like us grow, not be little channels, you know, and bring you more content. Big, Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We'll see you channels. next week, guys. Take care. We'll just wait for him to say ta-ra. ta See ya.